Hey you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Pineda. And we're so excited to be here with you guys today. Yes, we're sorry that we weren't with you last week. Yes. But Alessandra was actually visiting New York, our New York clients. So yes. She was not by me. Yes, I was literally just traveling. Like, I can't even... It was so every day there was a different, like, it just felt like I lived, like, 20 years in one week. Yeah, because she also was at a wedding last weekend, too. Yes, Yeah, I went to a wedding in Indianapolis, and it was, I had never, have you ever been to Indianapolis, Christina? No. So, it's a really quaint place, Mm. and it's a really small city. Like, really small, and it's kind of, like, Midwestern. But it doesn't, I mean, it's not, it doesn't feel, like, Western. It's Midwest, which I have never really spent a lot of time in the Midwest. But I don't even know if it's really considered properly the Midwest. But it was, yeah, a very small, cute city. I will say, however, I am here to tell you guys that I stayed at the Omni, and as my hotel and um I'm telling you I'm so sorry if somebody works at the Omni here but if you do maybe this is like really good feedback the Omni brand has gone downhill so far I can't even are you sure it was just the one maybe the one in DC is different the one in DC is is lovely but but that I went to that one how many years ago at this point six years ago like so many years ago and I love the Omni brand because it's a very I used to love the Omni brand because it has that very um kind of more traditional vibe as opposed to some of the like some some hotels they're kind of like I say like millennium but like they're very like kind of cold feeling as opposed to that more traditional vibe but with the Omni it was like they have not updated this hotel in 20 years 20 years and I used to be like oh my gosh the Omni it's just so fabulous and luxurious and wonderful it just isn't anymore so anyway I mean first world problems a hundred percent but I'm here to tell you that if you're deciding for like between a Hilton and an Omni or even a Marriott and an Omni sorry Omni maybe like change my mind um but yeah but regardless of all that the wedding was beautiful it was such New York City um New York City also I mean I haven't been to see our clients there or to recruit or anything since pre-COVID. So this was a huge, um, it was a big trip and it was uh, things, let me tell you, things have changed. Things have changed quite a bit. Um, Yeah, things have definitely altered. Um, First and foremost, you need a vaccine passport. Um, to get in anywhere. So that's really disturbing. Yes, very disturbing. Really weird. People should not be forced yeah, to, to get a vaccine mm-hmm. and to show, like, that's, sorry, you guys, if you're, if you disagree with that, but yeah. you can turn off the podcast. <laughs> it's just wrong. It's just, just I mean, like, exactly. Like, whether whether you believe in vaccination or not, like, to make people do something and then to make them show proof, and L.A. is doing that now, too. So, oh, Lord. Anyway, um, but all even that to say, I mean, events already, as we know, 
in New York were a little challenging for scouting. <laughs> yes, um, I think were. that's the best way to describe them. <laughs> yep. They I were very hit or miss. Many a night. Gallivanting. The of New York. Yeah, literally roaming the <laughs> Going streets. from event to event. In search of just eligible single men. Single men. And pickings are slim. Let me tell you that. Right. It's slim picking. So you guys, this is our call to action. If you are um if you live in New York City or if you are a uh, know anyone who is an eligible bachelor living in New York City, please um reach out to us and you can either email our fabulous executive assistant, Nina, Nina at matchmakersinthecity.com. Um, or you can DM us on Instagram. Mine is at matchmaker Alessandra Conti and just make a little referral, get a little what is it like if you refer if you make a match in like the Jewish tradition, you get or you meet you make three matches, you're guaranteed to go to heaven. Oh, I don't know. I yeah, don't know that I know I think there's something. I know it's a special place. The matchmakers receive a special place in heaven and according to Jewish tradition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, um and in, you know, any of the you're good to go. Okay, so why don't we hop right in to our first segment? Star, so just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship-related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Okay, so the breaking news of this morning was that Dorit Kemsley was robbed at gunpoint in a home invasion. And okay, you guys, I'm here to also tell you, I live literally seven minutes away from Dorit's house. So who is Dorit? So Dorit is a real housewife of Beverly oh, Hills, that's what I which is why this is such a personal story okay. for me as an aspiring housewife or friend of housewife, um, or fr- like I feel like I'd be better suited as a friend of as opposed to a full time housewife because I don't think that I could take all of the backlash that you just inevitably get when you're on. A housewife, housewife franchise, um, and I just am way too sensitive for that. Um, but anyway, so the reason, so you guys, I visited, I went to Dorit's house this morning. I'm a total because it's seven minutes away from my from where I live. It's right. It's in, in Encino, in like the a bit of the hills area of Encino. But I, I mean, not that I visited it. I didn't like go in or anything. I just drove by on my way to the office because I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally five minutes out of my normal path that I would take to go to the office. Mm. So, and I know it's like her house, the way that her house is in Encino. So it's a neighborhood that. They're very nice homes. It's not that they're not nice homes, but her house is so beyond like excessive compared to the homes next to to it. Like it's just such an obvious like this is Dorit Kemsley's house. Like if you've ever seen an episode of Real Housewives, and I remember I had dr- driven by one day and I was like, "Oh, there's literally Dorit's house." Right. The problem with this home is that there is, it's basically like, there's no security. It's its its very like right on the street, if that makes sense. Because the street, the way that the street is, is that it's a very like, it's just like a normal friendly neighborhood. 
Okay. It's a very like family friendly, normal neighborhood, upscale homes. But again, the home that they have is there are a few homes in that area that are like wow homes. Her home is one of them. Mm. And it's obviously, yeah, there's a little bit of security and like there, there's a gate, but like not it's it just it does not appear to be secure because a lot of homes that are in you know, a lot of really nice homes they have like a full gate where you cannot you know what i mean and my future home will have a full gate but anyway robbed at gunpoint three men went into the home broke a broke the um the 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 window that went in were standing on top up came into her bedroom she was alone her husband was in london pk and came into her home put her held her at gunpoint <gasps> and she they said that we're going to kill you and she was like, please don't kill me. I'm a mother. Please take whatever you want. Just don't kill me. They stole all of her jewelry, all of her clothing, all of her handbags. How insane is that? How wild. This happened this morning, like last night this morning. So anyway, I drove by on my way to work because I was like, oh my gosh, let me just see like what is. And there were all of the um, cars for the filming of Real Housewives because they just started filming the new season. Um, so there were tons of cars and then there was paparazzi. So I drove by in my BMW convertible with my hat on. So the, the paparazzi started taking photos of me thinking I was somebody like, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just, you know, I didn't slow down. I kind of sped up a little bit. You know, the paparazzi are in the list. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, what's it called? Um, putting myself in the story. <laughs> Interjecting. But anyway, let's relate this to dating. Wait, in, so the, when is oh, the new Housewives coming So, out? well, they're doing their reunion right now. So the reunion, it's a four-part reunion, which is everything. And also, just touching on, mm. remember we talked all about the Erica Jane. We got you guys. We will relate this to dating in just a second. I just had to share this because we live in L.A. We're, like, in, you know, it's just, it was so crazy. It was, like, this is so close to me. And it also is a good, um, it's, it's just, I think it's, like, very much um, a commentary on just how unsafe LA has become. Mm -hmm. I mean, even outside of our office, Mm -hmm. we never had problems. Now it is literally like there are homeless people all over the place. And it is, it's scary. It's scary. And you know me, I volunteer for the homeless shelters and all of that. It's not that I don't have a heart for the homeless. Something has to be done because this has gotten out of hand, out of control. Yeah. Um, I, you know, Alessandra, I completely agree with you there, but I wonder how much of this is a publicity stunt. Oh my God, you're evil, Christina. I okay, I would say that it it's would not be. Oh my gosh, evil. I can't believe that you would even say that. But the thing is, the the story of three men breaking into her home, her being held at gunpoint. That is, for her, for anybody to make that up is so pathological and psycho. I don't see that happening. Okay, but do we have footage of them holding her at gunpoint? No, not yet. It just happened. This It just happened. I'm sure that they have some kind of security cameras. They must. I'd be very interested. So, listeners, maybe you can follow the story and yeah. see if they actually have footage. 
see if you believe that this was truly something that happened. Christina, you are such an ace. I can't even believe. something that Bravo may have staged it. Bravo would never. Bravo would never stage this. Christina, this is so beyond something Sandra, that you would lie about. I think ratings are going down for Housewives. No, 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 no. Ratings have never been higher for Housewives well. of Beverly Hills. Ratings have never been higher. If this was, if this was like a stunt, this was, I mean, it's not a stunt. It couldn't, it couldn't be. Oh my gosh. I can't even, I can't even go there. This yeah. is cognitive dissonance on I my part. I can't even go there. Reveal the truth behind the Hollywood but barrage I know. for Alessandra. Stop. I can't believe that. But anyway, in to relate this back to dating in real life, how do you say stay, stay safe while dating? Oh. Yeah. I actually have a list of, oh. of how to stay safe while dating. I'll give a few. Yeah, give it. And I actually, on one of the the Trending with Timory episodes, which is a radio show on Relevant Radio, I discussed a few ways because we had a few stories. Alessandra was giving a talk at St. Monica's a few months ago about mm-hmm. reemerging from post-COVID dating and yeah. how to date. And one of the young women who was there shared a story with how she was she started doing online dating out of desperation because there was no way to meet other people. And she's a beautiful yeah. young woman. So it's not out of desperation for herself. It's more of, I can't go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was why she did it. Yeah. But she regretted it because she realized that she met these guys who weren't that great and then finally met one guy who had a b- decent connection, and he ended up stalking her. Yeah. And following her around. Going her to church. Right, Go- so Finding had, her she, at church. church. And she needed a restraining... I don't know what the details so were. So scary. Yeah. So that's why my first thing is... My first rule would be to keep all your personal details private in the beginning, regardless of where you meet the person, whether it's online, whether it's meeting them in person at an event, be vague about those personal details. If you're meeting them through a matchmaker, you have another layer of protection because we do background check everyone, but still, you should just that we keep Not this. only background check, we do a background check, a social media check, and a sex, sex offender, offender search. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would encourage you to do. Right. Honestly, before you meet anybody from online, from Bumble, from Hinge, you know, from any of the apps, or Match, you know, do a, if you can, literally Google background check service yeah get a first and last name get your cell phone number Mm -hmm. just and then do it all do it all do do not meet someone until you have all of that i would say so we do all of that for the members but i wouldn't even if i met a guy at an event i would make i would make sure i got all of that information and i would even make sure make them friend me on facebook before i was talking to them I was really yeah. You were really that. vigilant, mm-hmm. vigilant, vigilant, vigilant. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, definitely public places, yeah. dates in public places. Hundred oh, No hikes. No. No drives with them, <sighs> especially in the beginning. Drive yourself there. Take an Uber there. Yeah. Do not accept a ride home. That's. Mm-hmm. I think that that's such a big one because 
you can a ride home is such an easy way like for somebody to get you alone in their car right. even if you met at a public place and you know maybe you had a drink and you're like oh that's so nice anyway oh we got to know him I got to know him for an hour but no it's it's so important and a lot of these guys a lot of these psychopaths don't have any social media they don't have a, a footprint on social media so that's a huge red flag if you cannot find this person on social media huge red flag stay out of each other's apartments yeah and also the last thing would be try to meet people in groups in organic settings meet establish a friend group one of the amazing parts about alessandra introducing me to my husband Dan, me, me. And my sister introduced yeah. me to my husband Dan. Is I had such a background on him from yeah. Alessandra already did a did a background check basically. <laughs> did a background check on Verita. <laughs> I knew so much about yeah. him as I was dating him, and for months yeah. of them being friends in the group that and they were volunteering part of, volunteering together. together, right? So I had this whole character reference. Whereas a lot of people now in big cities. You don't really have any reference. You're not, you don't have families who know each other, which mm -hmm. is totally, it's, it's fine. You can meet people this way, but it's really nice if you're meeting people in a group that shares common values with you. Those are the Love three it. I'll give you. If Amazing. you want to listen to the whole safety one, it's on my matchmakerchristinaconti.com press page. Love it. Okay, so season, see, season, season three of you on Netflix is out and I uh, spoiler alert spoiler alert I've literally only seen the first episode so far I'm on like the second episode but okay do you remember this show you is that, that with Penn Badge oh <laughs> yes the other Tucker the other Tucker remember John Tucker must die and he was the of other Tucker course. oh my gosh they didn't look anything alike I know. <laughs> well it's like you and me who would be the uh, no. other Tucker we in look, our... We look more... We look and sound more alike than they do. Really? They're totally... Wait, what was the other actor's name again? Unless they were half-brothers, I'm not sure. No, what was the other brother's name? Like, what was what was John Tucker, the actor that played John Tucker? What was his name again? Oh, my gosh. Let me look it up. Because remember I met him at an event? Yes. Um, hold on one second. Um, John Tucker actor. Let me say what his name is. Jonathan Tucker. Oh my gosh. No, John Tucker. Just look up John Tucker. John must die. Tucker must die. Okay. Okay, here we go. It's, there's an actor named Jonathan Tucker. No, like that's not who we're looking for. Um, okay. Why are they Jesse Metcalf. Yes, Metcalf. I remember remember I met him at an event and we like I spent some time with him. Did did you meet him at that event too? No, he was. It was at yourself. 60 Beverly Hills mm -hmm. rooftop at one of my girlfriends. She was in PR and she invited me and it was this like I forget what brand it was for. And I remember meeting him and I remember I had he was my celebrity crush when yes. I was younger. So when I met him, but when I knew that he was gonna be there, I was like, oh my god. But I met him and he was tiny. He was tiny. He was so small. He was such a small man. And I just, and then he was with a girl and he was really sweet. Sorry, sorry, um, Jesse, if you're listening to this. Like, it's not, I, like, it's fine. That's, but I just I didn't the, know. Right. And the moral of that story <laughs> is you might have a celebrity crush, but, and you think that if you met this person, they're the perfect person, for, he or she is the perfect person yeah. for you. In reality, they ain't. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But anyway, okay, so Netflix. So back to you. Um 
So it is literally like everywhere that women don't understand why they're so attracted to Joe. Uh, because Joe is a killer. A like stalker, Joe is a killer. stalker. Mm-hmm. He's a murderer. He also is an almost adulterer. He doesn't commit adultery, but he basically almost is. He becomes obsessed with this other woman. But then the woman that he's married to, her name is Love. So he ends up in this season, and spoiler alert, well, sorry, you guys, but um, if you don't watch the show, but I'll just give you the, the, the recap. He meets you, uh, he meets this woman named Love, and he is, like, obsessed with her. Obsessed. Like, that was the whole last season. Mm-hmm. He was like, you. So he's like, and I love you. But what are you thinking? That was, like, the whole thing. So anyway, all that to say. They finally um, get married? Fine, so, well, well, well. Okay, he, like, is obsessed with her. He's, like, he becomes fixated and obsessed. And he, like, watches them and stalks them and, like, keeps a piece of their, like, like underwear. He's, like, or a piece of, like, a blood in their phone. He stalks them on their phone and blah, blah, blah. He, like, kills everyone that gets in their path, um, gets in his way of potentially being with them. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it turns out, though, that love ends up being basically the female version of Joe. So she ends up being absolutely, like, wild as well. Like, totally mentally unhinged as well. His wife? Um, so, th- wait. so they end up... Okay, she ends up... He is almost about to kill her, spoiler alert, last season. Um, but then she's like, no, 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 don't kill me. I, I'm pregnant. So she ends up being pregnant with his child. So he could never kill her, obviously. So he does the right thing, quote-unquote, and he, like, marries her, and then they live in this um, small... They, they live, like, right outside of San Francisco, and, like, she has a baby, and he thought it was a girl, it ends up being a boy. So anyway, that's where we're at for season three. So, um, but it's so crazy. Like, like in the first episode... Joe becomes fixated, obviously, on, you know, he, he, he becomes, because he realizes that love wasn't the woman that he thought that she was. So he becomes fixated on this neighbor, on his neighbor. So, which is like so triggering. I hate cheating. I hate a cheating plotline. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So anyway, becomes fixated. And then love, like, gets love figures out, like, love figures out that he's fixated, and he's like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, whatever, he is. So she, like, finds a box of the woman's goods, and in, in Joe's, like, basement thing, and she flies off the handle, but then she ends up, sorry, spoiler alert, in the first episode, she ends up killing the woman, because she's so crazy, but anyway, so it's just, like, all this stuff, but anyway, why do you think that everyone is so attracted to Joe, Christina? And by everyone who are you defining just like a lot of women like love joe like a lot of women not in the show but like a lot of viewers are like why do i love him so much like we know he's we know he's horrible but there are like good elements it's kind of like a dexter Mm -hmm. character where it's like do you know dexter that show what our mom almost named me well, there are a lot of similarities. <laughs> if I go missing. If I was a boy, that was one of the names. Wasn't it Poindexter? Dexter or Clayton. Oh, God. <laughs> wow, that's a little... Okay, I don't But yeah, know why Dexter do you think, is. Christina, that women are just so... Because he's so 
uh, he becomes obsessed with the women. Right. Well, I think I, I think I mentioned this last time. I think it's one thing is the actor who's playing him is yeah. someone who women just love. He's amazing screen presence. He just he's he's just a great guy to love on, yeah. for women. And he has that sensitive, soulful side, and a lot of the characters he's played before have that. Like a young John Mayer, like pre. Oh yes. Remember, I, yes, my that's I true. loved John Mayer when I was younger. That's I true. loved um, Jesse Metcalf, but I also loved what's his name, Penn Badgley, before he was on Gossip Girl. Right. Before, once right. he got on Gossip Girl, I no longer was into him. Right. Wait, his name is Penn Badgley, right? Yes, it okay, is. okay. I'm it not is. like hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, don't, <laughs> don't, don't ask me oh, for my word. celebrity. Content. I'm dead. That is so funny. Um, <laughs> yes. So I think just like Ryan Gosling, there are certain actors who yeah, have this guy you gotta love for women because they have this sensitive, soulful side from those roles that women think that it's this man who will understand her fully. Mm. Unlike the majority of men who are the 80 percenters who are the guy's guy. And they're not, we don't, they just don't get women. Frequently, they don't understand what that romance is. They and what, get women, right. a.k.a. they like, they, they get women. They get women, but they don't understand, understand women. And, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They, don't, yeah. that's they what get I the meant. girl, but they don't understand the girl. Right, so then yeah. when they're in a relationship when, with the guy who they wanted to be in a relationship with, they realize, oh... I, what if I was with this man, this sensitive, so soulful, sensitive, sensitive new age guy? Yeah. <laughs> and he's so emotional and he's so in love, you know? That's why I loved right. him first, like, first, because it was like, whoa, like, he's obsessed. He sees her. Right. He cares about he every cares little so thing. so much. But that's also so toxic. Yes. Because he's a stalker. Right. Right. He's a psychopath, right. literally. But actually, he's not technically a psychopath because and he does have feelings. The thing is, if that was a reality situation, if a woman was in a relationship with that kind of person, mm. I'm sure you wouldn't, the women, most women would not be attracted to him yes. anymore. Yeah. But often we have these idols in our minds, and this goes back to what we were talking about before, of having... And where Alessandra met her one of her teen yeah, idols, yeah. Jesse Metcalf. Literally had a poster of him in my room. <laughs> right. Remember? Yes. Yes, I do remember that. But yeah. we established these idols who no one could ever touch. Mm -hmm. And no one could ever be no man could ever live up to this. And then often it's a self-sabotage tactic mm. where you then Every other guy is, you just cast them away because they could never be that person. It's similar to the concept of the Phantom, Phantom X. X. I was just going to say that. And yes, and this is funny because Timree and I just on her show, Trending with Timree on Relevant Radio, yeah. spoke on Monday the 18th about the Phantom X. So what if people don't listen to that, Christina? They're yes. listening to this podcast. So what is, what, what is the Phantom X? Yes, yeah, so the th you're the one who told me about it. Yeah, I did. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm so wonderful. You're the one who gave me. Yeah, well, the Phantom X, it's it's a it's something that is actually a deactivation strategy that is people use to um, keep people at arm's length. So I learned about it through my studies in attachment styles. So I'm in this like attachment styles kick right now, and right now on my Instagram at Matchmaker Alessandra Conti, I'm focusing on the avoidant attachment style. 
style and um, how to kind of cope with dating somebody who has an avoidant attachment style. If you have an, an avoidant attachment style, how to how to um, manage that attachment style and how to actually alter that attachment style because it's just you can't really be in a relationship as an avoidant and have a healthy relationship. So one of the elements of an avoidant attachment style that comes up a lot of times is this concept of the Phantom X. Um, the Phantom X is basically the, an, an, an X. Um, it's somebody that is essentially idolizing an X. An um, ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend. Ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend. And <laughs> what if someone was just thinking about an the X, <laughs> the letter X. <laughs> They're idolizing the letter X. No, but idolizing a ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend. And um, and in this, in the Phantom X, it's not even, like, even if that person is single again, or even if they could potentially ask that person out, they wouldn't. An avoidant attachment style person wouldn't do that because it's an idolization. It's, it's the image of this person at... Some, it, so it's basically not even the reality of the person. Um, but it really does hinder people because they can get into a new relationship and then compare to um, compare their new partner to this phantom ex. But the phantom ex is not even an actual representation of the reality of the ex-boyfriend or of the ex-girlfriend. So somebody with an avoidant attachment style... Um, it's really important for them to tackle that and move through the Phantom X fantasy um, and realize that, no, they're an X for a reason. It didn't work out for a number of reasons. Kind of go back to all of those reasons. Remind yourself that the this image of what you have of this X is not reality. Right. Um, and then kind of move through that, move, move past that. Right, exactly. And yeah. this is another way of idolizing and, and really self-sabotaging and mm-hmm. also isolating. These yes. these things are isolating for people. Yeah. The takeaway for this you yeah. is if you find yourself attracted to this character and you're in a relationship or want, want to be in a relationship with a man, know that you probably will have to work with him on those some of those characteristics of those romantic thoughtful gestures and working together if you are one of those women who loves that stuff yeah so it's perfectly fine and happy he might not know he's not gonna know what you love and you'll have to teach him a little bit of what you love and Mm -hmm. that's wonderful to do that and that's part of your couple building and relationship building you don't have to be with a stalker to be with someone who does thoughtful things for you. Yes. Oh, you know, <laughs> Should I put that as a quote on Yes. You don't have to be with a stalker on, like, you. Like, picture of Joe on you. Oh, my word. It's so true. It's so true. I know. There is something that's so weird that, you know, we love that. It's just bizarre. But I get it. I totally get it. Thank you, Christina. Okay. We are going to talk about the Alec Baldwin thing, but... Uh, I just, I mean, in real life, like, Alec Baldwin, as you know, like, shot a woman tragically on a movie set by accident. Um, Halea Hutchkins um, on the set of Rust last Thursday. The in real life is how do you support your significant other after something traumatic happens? Because, I mean, 
Yeah, such a sad story, like so bizarre and so sad. And it's so bizarre that, you know, with all the safety protocol with COVID, you know, the one, the actual killer (laughs) of like a gun. Right, the actual protocols that really really matter. Right? But it's so hard when you have to follow. All of the other stuff. Yeah. But I mean, but that's negligence. Are, no, negligence. that is complete negligence. Yeah. With anything that involves weapons, you need yeah, to be extremely cautious and careful. Yeah. So, well, Hilaria, if you recall, Hilaria, do you remember that whole drama with her? That Hilaria basically is this woman from, like, Connecticut, but she was acting through her entire, like, public life she put on this really strong Spanish accent, and her name is Hillary, but like, and she grew up literally in Connecticut and never had an accident accent when she was younger, but she then like, there are, there like, it's just so bizarre. It's this like is his wife. This is his wife. Okay. And she then would like there was this whole not scandal, but kind of scandal of just all these people unearthing these old videos of her like using this really thick Spanish accent and being like, Oh, how do you call it in America? Or whatever. And it's like broccoli. And she's like, What do you say? And it's like you grew up in Connecticut and like you did summers in Spain or whatever. Like it was just bizarre. Um but anyway, I'm glad. I'm no, no, no. I'm not actually glad. Nothing is good about this story, but it definitely, Hilaria. What a bizarre She's situation. Gonna She's gonna be needed. So maybe it's her time. Hilaria, time to step up. Oh my gosh, this is horrible to even laugh in any context about any of it. Like it's right, we're, we're not laughing no, about the situation. We're not. No, we're no, just, no, just hilarious. We're like, talking about consul- he's going to need to She's going yeah, she to step it up. Yeah, because she was the one that needed to lean on him and now the tables have definitely turned. Well, that's marriage. So it's yeah. a give and take. It's so true and I think that's why it's so important to pick a really strong partner. Yeah. Of, you know, because things are going to happen inevitably. Like, I mean, maybe not quite this aggressively, but if you're with somebody that is just not supportive or doesn't have the emotional capacity yeah. to be a supportive this partner. Is, that's where it's at, Alessandra. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so that's exactly, why. Exactly. You cannot be the bulwark of your relationship. The what only does that mean? bulwark. The, the support. Yeah. The sole support. Of your relationship, you need both of you need to be have that capacity mm-hmm. because you're going to run into ups and downs. Yeah, you can't be the only strong one. Yeah, it's so. And true. I'm saying this to men too. Mm-hmm. I know it's more common to think that women are the more will be or the more emotional. Oh, yes. <laughs> B.S. If I've learned anything, men are more, men need more. Right. But but I'm seeing too well, for no, them when they're deciding well. on yeah. a woman. I'm horrible. Men, not all men No, more, of but. course. But I, yeah. they shouldn't expect women to be emotional basket cases. And if they don't have anything together in their lot and the woman doesn't have anything together and he has to be the sole support and providing for. There's a level 
that is unhealthy for yeah. the relationship. If a woman is using you as her sole support yeah. and she needs to work through things on her own. So men, you yeah. have to be careful of who you choose as well. Yeah, it's so true because I think also a lot of men and a lot of women like to be that fixer or that supporter. Right. And just that's the role that they've always played in their childhood. Growing up, that's a normal role that they had to play. So it does make sense then they attract um, somebody who needs them in that way, but then it is depleting. So yeah, 100%, it's so important to be really when you are, you know, selecting a partner to just look for that, look for, can this person support me if something horrific were to happen? So hopefully, Hilaria, we'll pray for you, girl. Um, and also Alec, and obviously Hilaria, it's so upsetting and her whole family, it's just so sad. Um, but anyway, pivoting. Um, Matchmakers in the City. Christina? Is our sponsor. Bring us down. Yes, and Matchmakers in the City is a personal matchmaking firm located in LA, New York, San Francisco, and DC. Those are our main service areas, but we work with members all around the US and all over the world. So if you're single and looking for love and looking to meet that special someone, please go to our website, matchmakersinthecity.com, and do a free sign up. That special someone. <laughs> wow, I haven't heard that in a long time. Okay, let's move on to sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question, and every week we give you advice that only your sister would give you. Okay, great. So this is what are what are the best this actually was a question for my Instagram. Mm -hmm. What are the best dating apps out there for a serious thirty two year old woman from Appley Ever After? Question mark. So, we weren't about to answer this question <laughs> because when I brought it up to Alessandra, she said, don't use dating apps. Yeah. And that's our view. Yeah. That's really our view. We, there's so many other ways to meet men. And first and foremost, you're talking to a personal matchmaking company. So, we're firm believers in that in-person connection and meeting people organically through people who know what we're doing. And we do this every day of our lives. We introduce Goodhearted with people with each other, especially if you're busy, if you have a career and you don't want to be doing all the legwork that we are doing, come to us. But there are some wonderful groups that you can be part of, meet people at events. There are many ways to meet people. It's just, I really would only advise that doing online and in during COVID, right? During that a would lockdown be during situation, literally where you a can't lockdown. meet other people. But I would recommend personal matchmaking. Match I, would, I wouldn't even recommend yeah. it. No, I know personally. When I tried doing online dating, I, it was a it was a nightmare. I maybe met one or two guys, and I felt like I was my I was getting a heart replacement surgery. Oh yeah, it felt I felt viscerally so wrong doing it. Not all people have that reaction yeah. to it, but I felt like I was manipulating God to mm. try to give me the man that I, who I wanted at the right time, and I would make when I saw the pictures I would envision who I thought the man was uh, and then I would always be disappointed so yeah. it was an it was a nightmare not the right way for me to meet my husband Alessandra introduced me to my my now husband Dan yeah yeah 
I'm I'm a big believer as somebody who I used the dating apps yeah. um, years ago, and I yeah I mean it it is it's also it messes with your brain it really yes. truly does because I remember when I was on the dating apps it wasn't that I wasn't meeting really great guys in person but I just had so many other guys that I was meeting on these dating apps but that then I would meet these nice guys in person I'd be like ah oh, whatever. Like, and, but it would, so it totally messed up my, it messed up my brain. Cause I was like, oh, he's fine. But like, I have three dates like this weekend with, and oh, this guy. And also a lot of guys, it doesn't matter. Even if you are in your thirties, a lot of the men in their thirties on dating apps are looking to have sex. Yeah. They're looking for a hookup and they'll, they'll go on a couple dates with you and then they'll sleep with you and then they'll ghost you. Like that is honestly so many date coaching sessions that I do. That's what happens. Um, that's the pattern. That's a pattern. Especially avoid apps like Tinder. Oh my god! And avoid. I mean, they're yeah. They're, they're, but even on like a hinge or like, even Bumble. That's, yeah, you hear Bumble. The same yeah, thing happening over and over. So we do date coaching with women, and I was just coaching a woman who was dating these two men, and they seemed they both seemed really like promising in her eyes. I knew from day one that yeah. these were not these were not serious men because they would say like one of them said like oh I can on Sunday I'm doing dinner with my mom and I'm like yeah BS he that is the mom card give me a break on a dating app this guy who's like gorgeous on the dating app I was like absolutely not run for the hills run for the hills um but anyway basically she was dating these two guys and then things got physical with both of them and after she knows we have worked on this before just don't have sex until minimum you're in a monogamous partnership at the minimum at the min- time it's all about time you do not know if a man is consistent unless you have spent time unless he has time to prove that he's consistent he has time to prove that he's actually serious because both of these guys told her oh yeah like and for the holidays you can do this with me and oh. you can do that with me and like they were they were planning for the future oh yeah verbally that is one of the signs of a player verbally <laughs> verbally yes. verbally planning for the future oh yeah verbally but mm-hmm. unless it's all talk unless it's put in place put into those practice are bought Yes, Good. unless exactly happen. unless you're months and months <laughs> in. Like you exactly like trust but verify. So it takes time and the whole goal especially if you're looking for a future husband that will, you know, you need time. So anyway, what was the end of that story all, for that bachelorette who you they, they literally stopped contacting her. They faded her. So they didn't totally ghost her, okay. but they just never asked her out again. Yeah. It was like, it was totally like, and she was like, what is going on? And I'm like, girl, this is the time when, when you're going to see what they're actually looking for because it's all talk. Yeah. And and that's the pattern. It can be all talk. Right. And then if you think, oh, I'm meeting all these amazing guys online. Yeah. Actually, let's see how long those relationships are lasting. Yeah. Honestly. And also the, the percentage of men that are on dating apps and women that are on dating apps that have an avoidant attachment style are so much higher. Um, studies have shown, that actually. Makes sense. Well, the, why? Yeah. It's perfect for yeah. them. 
It's perfect. It's mm-hmm. the perfect. So if you want to meet men who have avoidant attachment <laughs> styles, go on Bumble or go on Hinge. Sorry, Matt. Um, but yeah, there are definitely so many great ways of meeting men in real life, especially now that things are opening. Literally anywhere in the world, go and sign up for fitness classes, okay? Every... So many men do fitness classes. Go to a base camp fitness right up here in Santa Monica. I just went to a class. It was literally all single guys. And then, like, me and Tasha, who were in our, like, little, like, you know, pink, like, you know, I'm not looking. I'm not on the hunt except looking for my clients, for men for my clients. But I was like, I hope this you is. It. That's what I'm saying. Yes, I, I did. I did. I, I one, one, um, one of the guys. Oh, great. But, like, it was just chock full of single men. Uh, Even, like, beach volleyball. Get involved in beach volleyball. All single men. Great, nice single guys with good jobs. If you're in L.A., like, these are just two places. And church or temple and Jewish events, Christian events, Catholic events. There's so many different events that happen. Uh, but I'm, I, I, fitness classes are so good. Um, but getting involved, volunteer work is so amazing because it's not about meeting. It's not about dating. It's about doing you know, fellowship can lead to relationship. I love that. When you are I doing love that line, also, doing. it's not about dating, it's about doing. Yes, it's not about dating, it's about doing. Mm-hmm. Fellowship can lead to relationship. So get out there, do things. Get off of your phone, get into the world, do things. Beautiful. Okay, and Beautiful smile advice. and be literally, you guys, it like men and women as well, but specifically attracting men is so easy when you are just smiling and when you're open and I mean I do a whole course on how to meet men in real life it's literally my blessing that I was bestowed on like God bestowed onto me the ability to like meet people naturally um so I'm really good so if you do want to do a a date coaching session reach out to me we'll get you I'll get I'll give you all the secrets and all the tips okay moving on our final segment We couldn't help but wonder, as sisters, we grew up watching Sex and the City. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2021, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In our segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder, episode by episode, through today's lens. And this is season three, episode 15, Hot Child in the City. So, what Carrie couldn't help but wonder, in today's youth-obsessed culture, Are the women of my generation growing into mature, responsible adults, or are we 34 going on 13? Ooh. So this is one of my favorite episodes of Sex in the City, Hot Child in the City. So 34-year-old Miranda, she gets, remember when she gets braces? This is that episode. Yeah, she gets um, braces. Samantha has a um, very wealthy 13-year-old client who um, wants to have, like, in sync at her bar mitzvah. And um, so there's that storyline. Carrie meets this guy. Um, he's younger, Wade, um, and he's a comic store, a comic shop clerk. And he makes her feel young again, but then she goes home with him and he has this beautiful, beautiful apartment, but then he realized that he still lives with his parents. Um, And then Charlotte um, does, um, what's it called? Uh, Charlotte Charlotte brings Trey to therapy um, for his uh, sexual 
erectile dysfunction. Um, But anyway, I think, though, that this whole theme is so interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think about nowadays, Christina, in just 2021? You know, there is so much obsession with like Gen Z and I mean even my outfit for tonight I'm going to dinner in Brentwood with um with a few friends and like tonight my pants are my Gen Z ripped jean pants Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it's a very like and you know I've been wearing a middle part you know I'm wearing one right now and I'm trying to like figure out how to do reels because I won't do TikTok but like it is a very and also, like, the obsession in L.A. with wanting to look young and not having wrinkles. And, right. like, I mean, what do you think about all that? Are we respons- Are we growing into mature, responsible adults? I think a good question to ask ourselves continually as we get, as we grow, is how much am I caring about other people and how much am I focused only on myself Mm. and that's what I see with this youth obsessed culture is a lot of people don't want to take on additional responsibilities that adulthood brings Mm. that actually bring the richness and depth into our lives but Mm. they don't know that they're afraid of it because I'm thinking about children right now. Yes. Where they hear all these stories. Oh, you're not going to sleep at all now. So you better, when you have kids, so you better sleep now. Or those, those myths that people tell you. And yeah, it's not easy to have children. But it's the only, if we stunt our growth by trying to prevent that from happening when it's the natural course of events, you're married, yeah. you want to, you're, then you're going to end up becoming more and more self-obsessed and self-focused. Yes. Where then you turn into, oh, I'm just thinking about a woman who I recently met who I was talking to her and I was asking her all of these questions about her life and just fascinating things that I had heard about. Yeah. But she did not ask me one thing about my life. Yeah. I am not saying that I am a saint. I have plenty of flaws and I'm trying to be one and I want to be one, but I'm not saying that I'm perfect and that I'm this mature adult. But I think that is, if I could say what separates you from being an adult and a child, that's something that we may not think about, that you're Mm -hmm. actually care about other people. And when I was younger, I was very focused on me, 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 me. I wanted to be the only one just getting everything right in school and getting all the attention. And if I made a mistake, I was very prideful, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't admit it. I would be so, I would, I would just get so upset if someone criticized me in college and things like that. Mm-hmm. But then, as I started getting older, I started being more other focused in a way of caring more about what other people are saying. But I can't have a deep meaningful friendship with someone who only wants to talk about herself and won't ask me anything about myself it's not that's a ministry that's not a friendship yes a hundred percent Christina I completely I agree and I think that you pinned something very um emblematic um I think that there are different stages of life 
and there are different there are very distinct different stages and I think that you know there if you don't lean in like there's the stage of you know when you're a baby like I won't go through all the stages of life but like later life like you go to college you after college you like live in an apartment you like do that you're kind of your single self you meet a partner figure out trying to figure out who you are what you like your Mm -hmm. you know date you date you date you date you date but then you find a partner you decide to do life together you get married you know you do that then you have children and they are real I think that when you kind of try to try to just be single forever because it's it's kind of it's a lot for people who are afraid of commitment being single is a lot easier than being in a relationship um but when you go down that route that route and you are horrified of commitment you don't deal with whatever it is that's coming up for you with commitment um and it's not obviously this is not for people who met the met a person and they were in an abusive relationship or an emotionally abusive or whatever but if it like if you're so resistant to change and resistant to quote unquote growing up and going into that next stage of you know dating seriously with the intention of marriage you know and then if you're still you know in your 30s and you're just dating to have fun like mm, it it's maybe not it's you're not going to then you might have some stuff come up that because you're not maturing and you're not going into that next phase. You're stunting your growth. You're stunting your growth. Mm-hmm. So I I think that, and I know for me, I love, like, I loved my 20s. I had such an amazing time during my 20s. I dated a million guys during my 20s. But now I'm in the stage of, like, I am, you know, dating with the intention of marriage. So for me, like, that is the next stage that I want to be in, you know, in marriage stage. Is it scary? Absolutely. But I'm working through my stuff so that I can get to, and I can grow into that next stage with an amazing, fabulous, just, like, best partner ever you know so but that is another stage and change is scary so I think also a lot of this like trying to be young is more of like it's like a coping mechanism because it's like oh well let me go backwards and like kind of re like live this and try to be the best this stage and you see a lot of Peter Pan syndrome especially in big cities like LA like New York San Francisco and you see a lot of those people again back to an avoidant attachment style which is like they're they they want to keep everyone at arm's length because it's scary like you know it's a lot of stuff comes up for them when it comes to getting into a committed relationship based on like the way that they were reared as a child which is the attachment theory as it is but anyway all that to say I completely agree and I think that when you don't know how much fulfillment comes with marriage and then having children like you do become self super self focused Mm. and then that though leads to a whole other thing spew of mental stuff right you know so I think that as a matchmaker we're definitely in the right profession because I so firmly believe in getting people into a really healthy beautiful partnership because I think that only in that can you really then grow you can grow as a single person for sure but I do think that there is that level of 
when you become there's one one hand of self-love being you know knowing yourself knowing your needs being independent like not being super super codependent even though there is a there is a such thing as the um dependency i think it's the the dependency paradox or the codependency 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 paradox where people think that being codependent is bad but actually it's studies have shown that people who are in a partnership people who are married live longer are healthier are more successful in their careers when they have a secure base and a partner because they can then feel free to fly um so that's why i know that partnership is so healthy and so wonderful and that it leads to exactly growing in the community growing a family whatever that looks like adopting having children leading that next generation so i think exactly it is all that to say you know i think partnership is beautiful and yeah it's the complementarity of men and women that Mm -hmm. we just have that that beautiful mix with each other. That masculine and feminine. Right, together. Yeah, mm. it is beautiful. It yeah. is beautiful. And it's, yeah, I think that it, it does, that masculine needs that feminine to sustain and to kind of be in their authentic being, I guess. Yeah, to help them become the best man. Best, Yeah, the can. best man that they can be and the best version of the woman that they can be but that's also why partner selection is so imperative and so important and shouldn't be rushed and I'm not saying again to single people I'm not shaming anybody who hasn't met a wonderful partner but I am saying hey it's time to you know if you're in your 30s this is a great time to start dating with the intention of marriage right and in your 20s as well and yeah it's encouraging yes encouraging just encouraging, encouraging. Mm-hmm. Just encouraging. Mm-hmm. all right let's end with catching up with the contis christina give us updates what's going on well we just finished our love and responsibility la talk yes. that was this past saturday october 23rd it is actually on their their Facebook page if you want to see the whole thing <gasps> I reposted it on my personal no. Facebook I don't think I'm allowed to post it on my business on my Christina Conti matchmaker Christina Canada matchmaker business I don't know I tried sharing it it wouldn't work it would only go on my personal Facebook so weird. but you can go on the love and responsibility LA Facebook page if you want to see the whole I want to see it of the of the it was it was a really fun night and we you and your blast. husband Dan yes Dan was on Dan looked amazing <gasps> just such wow. a wow <laughs> little husband he is. he is we've had a few of our our clients say I want a matchmakers in the city husband <laughs> <laughs> and we thought think she was thinking about Dan <laughs> she was hundred percent I love that. Uh, yeah she said I, I want a husband like the matchmakers in the city girl has. <laughs> Well, if you want to see him in action, watch that video. So that's the main thing. I was on Trending with Timory on this past Tuesday, the 25th, and that was great. We talked about... Ethnically non... Oh, no, no. Ethically non-monogamous relationships. Yes. That's amazing, Christina. I mean, I wish I, I really don't have that many updates. I'm going to a, a Halloween. Just, we just update, we updated in we updated in the beginning. What did I do? of your trip. Oh yeah, no, I was just traveling aggressively. So I'm like, yeah, but I have I'm going to um a few Halloween parties this Saturday. That I might be Yes. Doing Wait, is it just you or just Dan? Dana's oh my gosh. That's perfect. Yeah. No, so we yeah, we have a party. I Christina, you have to come, please. It will be so fun. Yeah, it's did you like, bring my Yes, I brought your 
your dress. Okay. Yes, Christina. We're going to surprise. Wait, we'll tell them now because this the episode, by the time the next one comes out, it won't even be topical. So, okay. guys, for our Halloween costumes, drum roll, please. I will go first. I am being Miss Congeniality, and my boyfriend is being an FBI agent. So we're doing Miss Congeniality and FBI agent. So perfect. So amazing, fabulous, love, Christina. And I'm going to be Queen Amidala from Star Wars. I thought amazing. she was Princess Amidala, but Dan said Queen. So if you're a Star Wars fan... Just you can figure it out. Time to Google it, Christina. <laughs> Google it. I know. Gotta Google it. And Dan's going to be Darth Vader because <sighs> that's Queen Amidala, what Queen Amidala's husband is Austin gonna into. be. I wanted him to be an Ewok, but we gave the costume the Dante's our dogs or Shih Tzu passed away and that was his costume. I think we gave that away. Why don't you make him the little man, the little green man? Yoda, I know, but or Grogu. Just make him be yeah, but Grogu. We lost the hat that <gasps> Mrs. You Kenita lost crocheted. the Grogu. You lost it. I, when we were on a walk, it flew no. away, and then I went back and I searched everywhere and I couldn't find it. She crocheted it. Yes. That is tragedy. She's gonna listen to. This. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. <laughs> oh my so gosh. Upset about it. I know, but he won't even be going out. We'll yeah, he won't be doing out. Yeah, just do a photo. Oh, probably. I'm going to just put go to the Dan Halloween in like a black story. sheet <laughs> as Darth Vader. Easy costume. Cheap. <laughs> Cheap. 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 He already has a collar. This is back surgeries. Done. Done and done. We have the cape. Amazing. But anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. And we had so many listeners over the, we've had so many listeners over the past couple weeks. And we just, we love you guys all so much. Be sure to follow us on social media. Say hello. Send us over any of your sisterly advice questions. We have a Mansers edition every other week. Um, and you can just DM at matchmaker Alessandra Conti or at matchmaker Chris. Oh, at matchmaker Christina Pineda. C-R. Yeah. Love it. Thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in